Welcome to Your Life Choices. This is a special summer edition with our dear friend Peter Quarry, psychologist to the stars and all. <laughs> Peter, welcome and welcome back from Bali. Thank you so much. It is absolutely lovely to be here with you for this summer season. Yes, I've just come back from Bali, had a couple of weeks. It was fabulous. You went to somewhere very special? I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want to have too Ruin many people it. go there. It was a, a lovely little beach a sort of on the southwest part of Bali and it was mainly Brazilian and Argentinian surfers. So kind of You would have fitted in so well. Yeah, being a surfer as I am, ha-ha. Um, but it was absolutely terrific. It was just a lovely atmosphere, kind of like the Bali of 30 Days years by, ago. Yeah. You know, it was, Bali, hi. You want massage? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to ask you a question, John. You are in your early 70s, I, I think. How old do you feel? I feel uh, probably 58. 58. Yeah. Now, that's very, very interesting. Isn't it interesting how not everybody, but some people feel different to their actual chronological age? You know, So they might be 73 or something. They feel 58. And it's very interesting. There's just been some research that's come out about that, about that difference in age. And apparently nowadays there are a lot of people, older people, you know, middle age and older, let's say, who do feel significantly younger. And the gap is apparently a lot more than it used to be in the past. Well, you think of how, well, I certainly know, I think of how my father looked at uh, what he, I don't know if he made 70, but <laughs> with, with the food, with the lack of exercise, smoking yes. and all the other things, you know, we're so much and we should be much more conscious. I actually met a friend of mine the other day who's just retired and I said, so what have you, you know, what are you taking up? He said, oh, I've taken up smoking. I said, what? <laughs> That's not what you meant <laughs> by the question, was <laughs> it? takes up smoking anyway. I mean, it's, well, who, who's that rich? He's probably bored. Well, you're probably right. He's probably bored. He hasn't got something to do. But I find it it's this idea of the difference between what our actual age is and how we feel is very interesting because it's it's getting greater. And apparently the study that I came across said that on average, people feel about 11.5% younger than they actually are. So for example, a woman, you know, who might be around 60, let's say, um, would probably feel in their early 50s. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Uh, a a lot of people, of course, it is, as you would know, state of mind. Well, it is. And how, how you look after yourself. Like, I'm looking at you and I think, well, you know, you look after yourself, you're, you exercise a lot, you eat well, you go to don't drink, a lot. Don't, don't drink too much. That's right. And don't smoke. But it, look, Basically uh, all the things that we didn't do when we were kids. That's right. But look, it's very interesting because there's evidence from this study that I came across that when people do have this difference between their actual age and how they feel, that it's actually associated with better health. So it's a really interesting example of how the mind, how you think about ageing, can actually have a real impact on your health. So older adults who feel you know, younger than their actual years, the research found live longer, they have greater life satisfaction, they have lower dementia risk, mm. reduced depression and better health in the future. So it's fascinating how the mind, how when you think of yourself as younger, it's almost like you create your own reality. Is this a bit like the Clint Eastwood uh, quote when somebody said, why are you still making movies at your age? He said, I don't let the old man in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you, you can think, oh, well, look, I'm of a certain age, therefore I shouldn't be doing that. Exactly. And that's precisely the point. Look, it's very interesting. I came across another study because I, this whole kind of idea of 
how thinking younger about yourself can actually, isn't just kind of a nice thing, it actually has real life health benefits for you. I came across a, a fascinating study which I, I had remembered from many, many moons ago. It was actually done back in 1979 by a professor of psychology from Harvard University by the name of Ellen Langer. And she called the study the counterclockwise study in the idea of turning time backwards rather than forwards. And what she did, just to kind of, you know, give you a nutshell, is she took a group of pretty old men. They were kind of in their 70s and 80s. And she took them away to the country to a retreat. They retrofitted the retreat so that it was as if it was 20 years ago. So the furnishings were like from 20 years ago, the programs on the TV were from 20 years ago, the music that they were listening to was from 20 years ago, the clothes that they put on were from 20. And they were instructed to imagine, to pretend, if you will, that it was 20 years ago. So they should talk about what was happening in the, in the present tense as if it was now. Now, she took them away for quite a short period of time. I think it was only something like a week or so. And so she took them back in time. And then afterwards, they did a whole bunch of measurements. And what they found was that hearing was better, memory was better, grip strength with their hand, vision, joint flexibility, manual dexterity, IQ, the way they walked, their posture. um, Demeanour. Demeanor, but the most amazing thing, and I know you will love this, is they took photographs of these men before and afterwards and showed them to independent assessors who knew nothing about what this study was intending to do, and they actually looked younger. So can you imagine after just a week of imagining that you're back in time, they actually had all these health benefits and actually looked younger. Wow. So I don't have to go to uh, the Golden Door or one of those places to uh, <laughs> you know, get myself detoxed and everything else. That's right. You just need to retrofit. Go to your place and see everything how it was in 20, that's 20 right. years ago. And pretend it's 20 years ago. <laughs> that's right. So, so how can... What can you do with all that research? Well, How can it be then applied to... Well, well, I guess the, the, the most important thing is to realise that the mind has an yeah. incredible ability to impact on your well-being. In fact, Ellen Langer, the uh, professor of psychology at Harvard, who I mentioned before, she, she talks about this idea that, you know, we... We often talk about the mind and the body as if they're two separate things. And what she reckons is, in fact, they're the same thing. They're one and the same. And so when you do something to the body, you're doing it to the mind. And when you're doing something to the mind, you're doing something to the body. So we we need to kind of realise that the interaction between these two is much more powerful. And, you know, particularly as we get older, using the mind to keep us in good health, both physically and mentally, is a real possibility. In your practice, do you find when couples separate at a certain age and so many women, you know, the kids have gone and they think, well, I've got many years left. I'm now want to go and live my life. And they go gangbusters and, and go to Greece like that movie or you know, go to Spain, whatever. <laughs> yes, right. And uh, the husbands tend to shrink and tend yes. not to do that and just do whatever they were doing, sort of hide away, hibernate. Yeah. Is there a correlation between? I, I do believe, generally speaking, um, women tend to cope 
better with later years. And are more desirous of uh, and, and, living uh, their life. Well, well, I think it's got something to do with the fact, something to do with the fact that women are better communicators. They are better at making friends. They're better at creating a social network. And so when life throws up uh, you know, difficulties, as it does, they tend to have a better support network than men do. Uh-huh. Men, you know, particularly middle age and later, when something bad happens, like the loss of a partner or a wife mm. or whatever, mm. they tend to crumble because they don't have anyone to talk to. And they don't know they don't know how to talk about feelings. They don't know how to be vulnerable. They don't know how to say, look, I feel depressed. I feel sad. You know, I need help. You know, particularly men of a certain era, yeah. you know, they want they, they want to be they want to be tough. Yeah. But you know, going going back to your question about what can we do about this, what what are these studies tell us. Um, One of the things I think is that we need to be on the lookout for ageism. Mm. And by ageism, I mean that sort of idea in society that when you're over a certain age, you know, you're not, you're not worth anything anymore. I mean, it's a very Western thing. In the in Eastern cultures, old people are valued Revered much more. And utilised in their talents. And and that's right. And, and, and their wisdom is utilised. So, you know, it's very interesting for all the political correctness that there is around the world about all sorts of things about, you know, mm. gays and women mm. and trans and what have you. I don't think we've really made a lot of progress on ageism. It's still rampant. It is indeed. Peter, what advice do you give to our listeners if they're feeling that they would like to... Like, for instance, I'm going to a lot of concerts now yep. uh, all around the place and went to some uh, a great ska band, if you're not familiar with the music of ska. Everyone's no. jumping up and down. It's just fantastic. It's like, yep. you know, punk reggae. Right. And uh, okay. getting involved in a lot of those um, events. Yep. And it's, it's great fun and you feel quite energised. Yep. So what advice do you give to those folks listening? Well, you know, if, if you are doing what you are doing, keep doing it. Yeah. You know, keep going out, keep getting excited, keep exploring, keep learning. I guess really the question is for people who aren't doing that and who are sedentary, who are maybe not going out, who are not seeking things. Just do it step by step. Make a contact you know, go out on your own if necessary. There's nothing wrong with going out to a concert or something on your own. So just kind of get out there and, you know, you don't have to have a full program straight away. I'm a great believer, as you know, because we've talked about this before, I'm a great believer, John, in change, sustainable change happening in little incremental yeah. steps yeah. rather than, you know, the big the big thing because, you know, we tend to fall on our face when we do that. So yeah. just get out there, you know, think about what are your interests. You know, maybe you've had an interest all these years that you haven't had a chance to I've always explore. wanted to A, B or C, yeah. You know, I always <laughs> wanted to, well, go out and do it. Yeah. This is the time to do it. So, it you know, a rehearsal. We're in the main act now. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, I guess another thing is to try and identify role models, you know, people who are your age or even older who are doing things who you feel impressed by. I mean, you know, I'm very impressed by you, to be honest with you, I was going to say, I feel like, you know, I'd be impressed by you. I should be going to Bali. It's a mutual admiration society. Well, I'm impressed by you going to the, what is it, the Scar? A Scar band. It was called Bad Manners. I mean, like the specials or they're just a great point. But, you know, good for you. And it had sticky carpet and had a mosh pit and people being thrown in the air. It was wonderful. Were you thrown in the air? 
year? No, I wasn't. I asked to be, but they said, oh, I don't <laughs> I think so. Bet, I <laughs> insurance you. doesn't cover that. I bet you are. I mean, I guess, I guess the only other things that I'd, I'd advise is, you know, it's very easy. We talk about ageism. It's very easy to kind of internalise that and actually make it part of your own belief system. And I think we need to catch ourselves when we start thinking, oh, you know, I'm too old to do X, Y, Z. Now, on the other hand, we have to be realistic as we get old or older. There are things that we can't do, you know, in the same way sure. that we did when we were 20. So we have to accept those those kind of limitations. But there's still all sorts of keep things that we can do. Going. You know, keep the brain going, stay active, stay curious, keep learning and stay connected. Being That's connected very is, true. I think, the most important thing. Got an 81-year-old dear friend of mine, Mary, who is involved in the Beaumaris Theatre Group and she's yep. involved in this and that. And I say, can you, you know, do you want to go for lunch? I say, I can't, dear. I'm busy that day. And, <laughs> and I go, it's fantastic. You know, she's she's yeah. so busy. Yep. This is our summer series. What other things are we going to be covering across our next couple of episodes? Look, I think we're going to be doing an interview with one of Australia's top stand-up comedians because really? I thought it would be really interesting wow. to try and find out and learn about, you know, why do we why do we laugh at jokes and why do we laugh at certain types of jokes and not others? And you know, are there you know is there a secret to humour? Is there a secret to being funny? Because I think funny people are very attractive. Well, I can't wait to hear that, and we'll keep that as a big surprise until our next episode. Peter Quarry, our psychologist, our psychologist, uh, the uh, wonderful world-renowned psychologist, <laughs> is uh, has been with us and will be with us across our summer series. And this is John Deeks on behalf of Peter saying, look forward to catching you next time here on our Your Life Choices podcast.